The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Angels, we all have them. They're our unseen guides, our companions, our teachers, and they're all around us. Sometimes... They make themselves known in the most miraculous ways. Join Angel Communicator, Reiki Master, and QHHT hypnotherapist Christy Clemens Hoffman for stories from real people who have experienced real life angel encounters. Welcome back to Real Life Angel Encounters. As I mentioned in the last episode, we will be closing this show with the 40th episode. It was a tough decision to make. Honestly, I just haven't been receiving enough stories to keep it going. And on August 4th, after I announced it in the last episode, I received such a kind note from a listener. He says, I'm Stephen, a listener in Manchester in the UK. Yay! I just love hearing from people outside of the United States. He says, I'm listening to old podcasts and I think they are great. When are you coming back? The world needs this podcast. I have stories too, but would love to ask you some questions as well. Thank you for your work. You are appreciated. Kind regards, Stephen. First of all, thank you so much, Stephen, for writing. That is greatly, greatly appreciated. And so as we kind of corresponded back and forth, Stephen said he did have a story to share, but he wanted me to read it because he felt his English accent would get in the way. As if, Stephen, I love accents. They're so much fun. But I agreed to read it out. And so here is his story. My name is Stephen. I am from Manchester, England, and this story is about an angel who saved me and my brother's life. I used to work in a town called Barrie, which is part of Greater Manchester. I was a wagon driver delivering white goods, as we call them, fridges, washing machines, cookers, etc. I love all these British words. That's so much fun. My brother and I were a double-manned team delivering far and wide, as far as Scotland to the north, which on this particular day was the destination we were traveling toward. Let's go back a little bit. This was 2005 in the month of May. The night before the incident, I must have had a dream or a warning, as when I woke, I kept repeating, there is something I need to remember. Even when I got to the car door to go and pick up my brother on the way to work, I was repeating these words. When I got to my brother, it was five in the morning. He asked, is everything okay? Like, you know, like you do in the morning. 
and I said to him, I feel like there's something I need to remember, but I don't know what. Well, like you do in the morning, I just got up by, by the alarm, forced to wake up, and went into autopilot. My dream was forgotten, but I felt it was an important dream, so I tried to remember it, but I couldn't bring any information back to my mind, like, at all. Anyway, we have to do these vehicle checks in the morning, and the trailer checks were all fine. So we knew where we were heading because we got the run sheet the day before. We were off to a caravan park in a small town in Scotland, and for our U.S. listeners, that is a trailer park. Um, anyway, this was in a small town in Scotland, which was about a three and a half hour drive. So I was driving and my brother was in the passenger seat. We were making small talk for a while until his eyes were going and he nodded off. That's when something strange started to occur. I got about an hour into the drive and tears started streaming down my face, uncontrollable tears. But I didn't feel sad at this point at all. There wasn't a sad song on the radio or anything that I was thinking that warranted these tears. I was weirded out. My brother was asleep, so I was on my own trying to figure out what the heck was going on. I carried on driving for another 30 minutes trying to work out what this was, but couldn't come up with anything. I was about halfway to our destination, so I car carried on regardless. I had now been crying for nearly two hours nonstop, but not sobbing, just tears running down my face. I felt normal otherwise. Just then, my brother started coming around. He looked at me with a startled look and said, What's going on? What's happened? I don't know. I've had tears coming down my face for hours with no explanation, I said to him. He starts asking the usual questions. Well, what were you thinking about? Any sad songs, etc.? I answered, no, no, until he asked, well, how do you feel? To which I replied, I feel like I'm at my own funeral. I don't know where that came from, those words, but I said it. By this time, we had gotten to the trailer park, the caravan park, sorry. We pulled up, and as soon as I stepped out of the wagon, my eyes dried up, and there was no trace of any tears. It was as if I hadn't even been crying at all. My brother looked at me with a very puzzled expression. Soon we were laughing and joking with the customer as we were delivering his fridge. We did the delivery and got back in the wagon, and as soon as I sat in the seat, my eyes started running again. Well, both of us are now thinking, what the heck is going on? Is there something you're allergic to in the cab? Or have you touched your eyes after touching the steering wheel? We thought of everything it could be, but just couldn't come up with an answer. Our next destination was Stranraer Town in Wigtownshire, Dumfries, and Galloway, Scotland. I'm sure I've butchered that, so apologies, apologies to all my listeners in the UK. We get to Stranraer. We were on the A7 to get, sorry, to get to Stranraer, we were on the A75, which is a winding road, single lane at most points, but a very busy road as the ports are there for crossing over to Ireland. Wagons and cars are constantly using this road. 
there are blind bends, etc. Just a very treacherous route. So we're about 30 minutes into this journey and my eyes are getting worse and worse. Tears are now flooding down my face a lot more than before. It's getting to a point where I'm struggling to see. My brother can't believe what he's witnessing. There's a sharp bend ahead, but 300 yards before this, this bend, there's a lay-by. So I say to my brother, I'm going to have to pull over, which was a strange thing to do because the lay-by is on the opposite side of the road, but it's the largest lay-by. I'm thinking a lay-by must be like a side, like a shoulder on the road or something like that where you can pull over. So I pull into this lay-by and my brother gets out. I get out and my tears instantly dry as they did as they did before. I look down at my driver's wheel and it's being held on by one nut. All the nuts had sheared off and there's this one nut that was just finger tight holding on my driver's side wheel. If I'd gone round that bend, we would have been dead. Hence the feeling of being at my brother's funeral or my own funeral. My brother just looked at me and said, you saved my life. I said, I don't know who or what has saved us, but it wasn't me. It was an angel or a loved one or even God. The recovery man came out to us and said, how the hell you made it this far? The hub had come off and he didn't know how we'd gotten that far without crashing. He said it was a miracle. <laughs> a miracle indeed. What a story. Right? Wow. So we've heard some other stories in this podcast about people who make these just remark remarkable, miraculous stops. Um, they're, for whatever reason, they are spared from an accident. It's just crazy, all of these things that happen. So yeah, this was a great story. So in our correspondence, just writing back and forth, Stephen had some questions. So I promise to address them in this episode. He writes, I have questions in regard to suicide. My childhood friend took his own life recently and I've always been told about purgatory. I was hoping you could shed some light on what happens to the souls that end their own life. All right, so let's see if I can tackle this. And I told him, I, start, I mean, like I started to write out the answers to these questions and I said, you know what, I think I'm just gonna address this in the podcast because I think these questions could be beneficial for other people. So, people who commit suicide take their own life. I see a lot of clients who have had experiences with people, loved ones, taking their own life. And this has come up in hypnosis sessions. I do QHHT hypnosis. I'm a level three practitioner. Um, there's like only 35 of us in the world. And this is the method that was developed by Dolores Cannon. And you've got, if you're interested, if anybody's interested in these questions about um, what happens to you after you die, I can highly recommend the book Between Death and Life by Dolores Cannon. And this book talks about um, suicide, it talks about miscarriage, abortion, it talks about mass deaths such as Hiroshima and um, the Holocaust, mass shootings, that type of thing. Very helpful book. Well, I found out in a recent 
session. This was a mother who had lost a, uh, I think he was like 18 or 19, so a young adult son to suicide. And she wanted to know about his soul. And her higher self said, for the souls that choose to end their own life, they receive, first of all, tons of support, so much love on the other side. All of their loved ones gather and give them, bathe them in as much love as they can handle. And they really need it. They receive loads of help on the other side because taking your own life is one thing that is extremely difficult to recover from. It's extremely difficult to bounce back from and to come back and to have another lifetime. You have to do so much recovery and work on the other side and these souls are just bathed in love. So, you know, I'm not a Christian, I'm definitely not a Catholic, so my idea of purgatory is spotty at best, right? But I'm wondering if this concept of purgatory is really this feeling of being in a place where you just need to recover, where you need to take some time away and some time off and just heal and deal with your issues. So that's kind of how I see it. Hopefully that answers your question, Stephen. Now Stephen says that I've also had an out-of-body experience, but not a near-death, more like astral travel. But I didn't get anywhere. I just stayed in the corner of my room looking down on my body while I slept. Okay, how cool is that, right? Um, he goes on. He says, I had a blue glow to my soul. Not much else on that. Just wondered what the blue glow was. Okay, so this is my interpretation of this blue glow, Stephen. I believe that this was your astral body. That when you're in the physical body, the true light of our soul is masked by our physical, by our physicality. I call it, a, I call it a meat suit. It's, <laughs> it's covered by your meat suit. But when you are pure positive energy, that, that glows. And I've had so many clients, again, in hypnosis, go to meet their soul families. And the soul family is often described as blue orbs, blue beings, blue energy. And clients will often describe themselves as just energy or light beings. And more often than not, they're blue, like a pale blue, sometimes white, but also many times blue. So that's what I believe that was, that if you noticed yourself was a bluish glow, then I would say that was your astral body. Stephen also asks, am I part of a particular group of souls? I think we all are, Stephen. We all are part of soul families. And the soul families, I tend to think of like a study group in college or university. That you might all have the same major. That means that you're all studying the same general field of interest, be it forgiveness or growth, or karma, or what have you, love. Um, but then each person in that study group 
helping each other learn and grow. Each individual person, each individual soul may be taking a different class. So that perhaps in general, your major together is forgiveness. But one person might be taking a class in um, cheating in business. And another one might take a class in murder. Another one might take a class in lying. And you're each learning some aspect of forgiveness, but together collectively you're learning forgiveness. So um, that's kind of how I see it, that we're all in big study groups. And these study groups I call soul families, and this will be the type of group where, hey, this semester, why don't you play the husband and I'll play the wife? Hey, next lifetime, why don't you play the son and I'll play the father? Where we take turns taking different, um, different roles so that, oh my gosh, and I, I can't tell you how many parents I hear from that have a difficult time with their children where, you know, when I look at the Akashic records, I find out that, well, you know, that daughter you're having difficult, difficult times with was actually your mother in another life and you gave her difficult, a difficult time. <laughs> and so, you know, the parent will say, oh my gosh, you know, my child acts like they're the parent and I'm the child. So that makes sense. Kind of interesting. You know, when you start to think about all of the different ways that these things can work out, it's fascinating. All right. Hopefully that answers your question. Let's see. What else do we have? Um, Stephen also goes on to say, to add to my story, I felt, oh, this goes back to the original story of driving the truck up to deliver these goods. He says, to add to my story, I felt like there was an angel keeping the wheel on as it was on the driver's side. I felt the angel's love, hence the tears. Oh, yes. The f love you feel from your angels and your guides is, there's, oh, there's just nothing like it. It's amazing. And that's one of my favorite things to do with my uh, hypnosis clients is have them just feel, allow them to experience the love of their higher self for them. And they'll often start just crying. Oh, it's beautiful. You know, I have a group of three angels that I work with. They come together with one voice. They call themselves the angel of, angels of peace. And I like to invite them in my car with me. And they're so funny because I like to have them with me and I ask them to, to join me in the car and I, I see them lining up in the back seat. I've got a little tiny car, but I can fit three people in the back seat. And I see them just line up sitting there and they're grabbing the seat belts. And I feel like they're um, Ron Weasley's dad in Harry Potter totally fascinated with muggles and muggle technology and muggle culture and they grab their seat belts and they're putting their seat belts on and they're like just like wiggling with excitement they're going putting on my seat belt looking out the windows driving in the car and they're just they just love it it's so much fun so if you want to do something fun ask your angels to drive in the car with you or sit on the bus with you or ride the train or ride your bike with you so it's a lot of fun Anyway, 
Um, so Stephen goes on to say that I, I couldn't believe my eyes. Oh, he says, no, I'm sorry. He says, when I first started searching for angels and finding out about them, I had a visit from a cloud while I was at work. I couldn't believe my eyes. It started with this cloud that got my attention. So I just started taking pictures. I'll send you the pictures. And he did. He sent me the pictures. So I'll post them on Instagram and on the Facebook group. So you can make your own mind up and maybe shed some light on it. And I did take a look at these pictures and they were pretty cool. There was one in particular that I thought, oh boy, that really looks like an angel. Isn't that amazing? Anyway, um, take, yeah, take a look at the pictures when I post them on Facebook and Instagram and see what you think. Now, thank you. For, uh, he also says, thank you for getting back to me. I will really miss the podcast. I've only just found it and binge listened to all the episode in a week as I'm a truck driver with time on my hands. I'll just have to subscribe to your other channel. God bless you and the work you've put into this podcast and may the angels be with you always. Kind regards, Stephen. Ah, oh, you know, that just really made my day, week, month, and year. So, yeah, um, this podcast, very sadly, going to be at least putting it on hold. Um, I just talked with the producers of MindBodySpirit.fm, the podcast platform that hosts this show. And we had a great conversation today. Um, we agreed to keep past episodes up on the platform for the time being, meaning that you can still access all of the episodes, all of the 40 episodes plus the introduction uh, to Real Life Angel Encounters, you'll be able to access them on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora. I, oh God, there's so many apps out there to listen to. Wherever you're listening now, you'll still be able to access these episodes for the time being. Now, I'm also going to be bringing the Radiate Wellness Podcast, which is my flagship show. I'm going to be bringing that to the MindBodySpirit.fm family, and I am so excited. This has been a long time. We've been in negotiation for a very, very long time to figure out how to bring this established show over. We've got 200 epi 209 episodes, so there's a lot, and figuring out how to bring it over to this platform is is huge so um please subscribe to that show as well like i said 209 episodes and counting new episodes come out every tuesday and i've been talking with the producers about bringing more angel content and different types of content to that show currently it's mostly interviews with authors, doctors, practitioners. Oh my gosh, there's even episodes with a clown. Yes, a real clown, a dancer, um, musicians, artists, anybody who radiates something desirable in your life. It's a lot of fun. And I've had some really big names like Doug Vermeeren, John Demart, Dr. John Demartini, thank you very much. Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer. Um, Vincent Jenna, the psychic therapist. Oh my gosh, so many. Angel communicators, uh, angel experts, um, experts in miracles. God, what else? Animal communicators, grief and bereavement specialists, um, people who to talk about sleep and thyroid healing. I'm just like, you name it, everything. So look for that 
wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe and look for new and updated podcast uh, content on that show. That show is also on YouTube, so you can actually watch the episodes live. Uh, see what I look like. See what our our um, guests look like. Anyway, a lot of things happening. I hope you are staying well and rolling with all of the changes in your own lives as well. So anyway, the plea goes out again. There's another couple of episodes coming up, so please be like Stephen. Send me your angel stories. I want to hear from you. And please check us out on whatever app that you're using. Share this podcast. If you hear a story that you think a friend or a loved one or a neighbor or a coworker or your next door neighbor would like, then please share that episode with them. Tell them to subscribe and please rate and review this little podcast. That really helps new listeners find us. I'm always humbled by how many new listeners find this show every week. So y'all are rock stars and I love you. All right. So talk to you soon. Bye. Special thank you to James Wheeler for the original music and Cassandra Harold for the voiceovers. Please subscribe and follow wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell your friends. The more people know about this podcast, the more great story submissions we get. Submit your own real-life angel encounters to angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Want to know what your angels and loved ones have to tell you? Schedule an appointment with Christy at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.